When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Maul, man. The fellas on what did she do with them blinds, Dakota? The fellas are on the way. Uh, AJ and Dre, appreciate everybody who's checking in live, tapping in right now. Uh, while we wait for the fellas, let's get the administrative item out of the way. As always, if you haven't done so yet, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you haven't done that either. Um, audio side, man, we appreciate it for everybody tapping in if you haven't done so. If you don't mind, man, show your support if you mess with the game, um, the podcast, give us a a rating and review. We definitely appreciate that. Follow if you haven't. Hey, listen though. Um, who, who we got checking in here? Monty, what's going on with you, big dog? Appreciate you checking in. Yes, sir. Um, so before I even get into the game, um, I want to talk about these injuries, right? I was just scrolling before we got started, and where is the Tom Pelicero tweet? Am I the right one? Oh, Lord, I got to go to my profile. Tom Palacero said, what time is it? 7 o'clock. So it was around noon. Another hit to the Giants offensive line. Guard, guard Shane Limix suffered a torn biceps during practice Wednesday and has been placed on IR. I'm assuming that's a big deal for Giants fans. I don't know. My thing is, and I was ta- I was on a podcast earlier. Um, I don't know if you all follow Nick Filato. He he covers the Giants for SB Nation's Big Blue View. Um, and he was I, I had asked him if like my if my interpretation of what the Giants are this season, um, <laughs> that would be lit. But they just paid Daniel Jones, and they, it ain't no out for another two years. Uh, PCC said 
Giants are on Caleb Williams watch. Um, I said that would be lit. I forgot, you know, they're in our division for a second. <laughs> um, but look though, so I was like, I said, I had said uh to Nick that I think that the Giants perception is not their reality. I think I said that the right way. What I mean by that though. Yes, and Monty's right. That D-Leon better eat. What I mean by that, though, is when you look at this Giants team, right, I even said it earlier in the season. I was – I mean, earlier in the season, earlier this week. I was upset that – like, why are you, um, as the NFL, flooding the, the NFL fans with Giants primetime games four out of the first six weeks of the season? That don't make no sense. I don't like that. that, that that's stupid. But – I feel like their perception isn't their reality. And what I mean by that, again, when you look at the Giants from a, a surface standpoint, right, what were they supposed to be this offseason? They they brought in Darren Waller. Um, you would have thought that Daniel Jones coming off a, a solid 2022 would be more stable as a quarterback. I wouldn't say, like, just continue to climb or ascend, right? He's capped off. Like that's that's a super matter. He's capped off to a certain limit, but you would have thought that he would have been stable enough under Dable and Dable and Dable scheme. But then you got a a, a a team who really started to build within Wink Martindale's scheme defensively with the the additions to their secondary. Um, now, granted, they didn't do too much, but they they did some things. I mean, you got an offensive line who you thought could be solid. Um, now, granted. What, it, what does that even look like, right? Because now we're talking about a team six weeks into the season, every single thing that was supposed to work for them failed from situations that were out of their control, if that makes sense, right? They've been banged up. Daniel Jones has been out for a week. Um, we don't even know. Well, Nick at least said he don't even know if Daniel Jones is playing or if Tyrod's playing. Saquon has been in and out of the lineup. I just mentioned an, another hit to their offensive line, and, and they've been – without Andrew Thomas for all but, what, one possession of the season? And their offensive line has been dinged up for, like, they're running through backups and backups, backups. Um, And then you go look at their schedule, and they're 1-5, right? But they played up against the Dallas Cowboys, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills. Who did they beat? They beat the Cardinals, but they lost to everybody else. Everybody else who just happens to be good teams, right? Um, so one in five is a terrible record, and and one in five is a bad team. But I don't think that their reality matches the perception of how we view them. Meaning, not not we as in Commanders fans, we as in the NFL, like fans of NFL. So we're lumped into that, but. I don't think that the Giants um, would have been this bad if they had a fair shake from the beginning. And that's kind of where I am. Like, I don't know if you all agree. Do you all think that um, that's fair to say? Or do you all think that they trash? I know you all was here last week. Was it? It was last week where I was trying to make the case that the Bears wasn't a bad team either. They're one in five too. But are they terrible? Or are their circumstances a little bit different that allows people to think that 
uh, a one in five team or one in four team, like they're the worst team in the NFL. I don't know. Um, but it just dawned on me looking at their team, looking at their situation, the Giants, that uh, their situation isn't. I mean, you when you have bad shakes, you have bad shakes, and 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 this is as bad as it gets for for Dayball in year two. Uh, we got AJ on. I'm gonna go ahead and bring him in, uh, and then we can check in on some of the comments. As always, again, appreciate everybody checking in live. Uh, keys to the game: Let us know where you are. Um, let us know the most important things to you. I'm not gonna limit you. You can hey, jot your jot your your keys down every every single one that you got. Right. I'm not gonna give all mine because I can go all day, but let us know what you got. Um, and we can check in. AJ, what's going on with you, player? How you feeling? Cooler, cooler, man. How are you? I'm good, dog. Um, I don't know how long you heard the conversation or how, how much of the conversation that, that I was trying to establish about the Giants. Um, but I was just thinking about it. They had another injury. Um, Tom Polish 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 Palacero. Oh, good lord. <laughs> he uh he, he he reported earlier today that their guard Shane Lyman suffered a torn biceps during practice in, uh on Wednesday and has been placed on IR. So, um that's another their offensive line and, and I had mentioned that I don't think that I mean, sure a 1 in 5 record is what it is, but I don't think the perception matches their reality. I think they're better than 1 in 5. But when you have the schedule that you have on top of the injuries that you have, and granted, I'm not saying Daniel Jones is anything special, right? Um, I think when he was healthy, he he looked bad um, and, and very much inconsistent. But at the same time, I think uh, when you don't have anything, uh, like in terms of any everything in order to start, then you're already behind the eight ball. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think uh... – I think the Giants uh, exceeded expectations last year. Um, so coming into this year after providing the extension to Daniel Jones uh, or whatever, people felt like they were a better team um, that could push the limit even further. Uh, but I think a lot of the success, success that they had, not even I think, I know, a lot of the success that they had uh, from an offensive standpoint was based on Saquon Barkley uh, being healthy and, and, and present on the field and being impactful. Uh, unfortunately, what they lost him for maybe about three, three of those games um, due to injury. And now he's, he's working himself back into uh, the starting rotation as he came back against the Buffalo Bills. So I think that they'll rely on him more as things progress. And I think he'll have more carries and more of an impact this coming Sunday, um, you know, who's going to be at quarterback? Uh, <laughs> I can't really touch on that at all. Uh, but, yeah, I just think uh, Giants, they have talent. Let, let's just say that. But at the end of the day, you kind of are what your record says you are and what you put on film. Uh, but they have enough talent to, to win games and be competitive against any organization. Um, as we just seen Sunday when they went against the Buffalo Bills, uh, that was a game that came down to the wire. And honestly, should have with that last score, would it have tied the game or they would have won it? I'm trying to remember. You talking about last year? Nah, 
just over the weekend, like the Darren Waller, like oh, uh, um, question, I don't know, remember. Was that going to end the game or was that going to tie the game? I can't remember. Take a look. Yeah, I'm about to say. Let me take a look. Yeah, um, either way, they were they were in that game to to be in position to still win, right? Um, yeah, I think that they have weapons that you still have to be concerned about if you're Washington uh, with a Saquon. They would have. They would have won. By the way. Okay. Yeah. So Darren Waller, especially when you have linebackers that haven't been doing that that great in coverage. Um, then on the defensive side, you have a defensive scheme that is predicated on on heavy blitzing. And as we all know, Sam Howe hasn't been doing the greatest job of getting rid of the ball, and Washington has a lot of uh, sacks against them. Uh, whether you want to say it's on Sam Howe or the offensive line, it is what it is. He uh, he is a part of the unit that leads the NFL in uh, sacks. Um, so, yeah, I think it would be a competitive game. And it's a division game. You kind of got to throw records out the window altogether whenever it's a division game. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much kind of a toss-up in a sense whenever you, you play your division foe. Yeah, uh, Miss Miss Perry is 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 essentially spot on, and and AJ, you are as well. Like my thing with the Giants, um, I have the confidence of a person who isn't even aware that Washington struggles against the New York Giants when Daniel Jones is a starter. Like that's how I feel heading into this game from a confidence standpoint. Like this should be a game, and this this. <clears throat> Excuse me, there shouldn't be a reason why Washington loses when you look at their situation, especially up front. And you're talking about an offensive line who is in shambles. And you're talking about uh, uh, a defensive line who is is actually healthy to the point where they're they're getting people back. FL Bada came back last week. Um, I don't know what's going on with Federian just yet. He hasn't, I don't think he's been activated yet, but uh he's he's gonna be coming back eventually. Um, but outside of that, everybody else is is good to go. Um, there shouldn't be a reason why you're not in the same situation from last week in terms of your five-man fronts, um, letting your defensive line take over again. I'm allowing your linebackers to, to roam relatively freely um, in that, that first and second level. Uh, and, and, and and just saying, hey, beat us, beat us like this. Like, we're showing our cards. You, you better find a way to beat us. Um, but Perry, Miss Perry mentioned we can never take care of our own business in these situations. I feel like this will be a close game that can go as easily in our favor or against us. Um, and Magic, I have the like I said, I got the same confidence as you in terms of like what they look like right now. And that's kind of what I was alluding to. He said th- that there's some shit. Like, that's true. Like your record is what you it is what it is. And I, I want to emphasize that part, right? They're not a good football team. I think that they're just behind the eight ball uh, and they were behind the eight ball about before we went even started in a sense. Um, so they're not a good football team. I want to make that clear. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I am, man. I, I think that it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be a situation that's going to be easy. I think Wink Martindale does a really good job. Like last year, one of the things that Wink did that really caused headaches for Washington is finding ways to get a free rusher at, the quarterback um also disguising his overload pressures um also disguising his uh his uh what's the fire zones or or even um 
I forgot the other the other type of pressures that he used. But I, I think that's kind of what makes things dangerous with Wink is because it forces you to really communicate, but also be sure of what you're seeing up front. Um, last year, you know, he had a couple free rushes at the quarterback, and it really confused um, not Scott, but the offensive line, whoever was calling plays. I'm excuse me, setting protections up there, and then Taylor Heineke as well got free hits on him. Um, and I think that's probably the more dangerous thing on the side of the ball that's actually growing, that's actually legitimately growing and developing as the week goes along. Like last week against the Bills, sure they had uh, familiarity because Dayball was there for for so long, right? But you're also talking about a defense who who executed and and did their job as best as they could. And now they're going up against that divisional opponent, AJ. Um, I think one of my my bigger things when you look at, at least for the offensive side of the football for Washington, um, ball security is going to be important. But I think, um, is it, how would I say, put it this way. The Giants know that they have, their best shot is to overemphasize trying to force Sam Howe into mistakes. Um, I think that the disguises up front is going to be important. I think that one of the one of the things that they're going to do is like have a lot of man coverage on the back end. Um, and I think that they're going to try and make Sam Howe uh, beat them with his arm. And while I have said several times that I think that Sam Howe can make all the throws, and I think that he's he has from an arm talent standpoint, he has very good talent. Um, it's going to be a different beast when you have um dexter dexter lawrence up front and leonard williams up front and Kayvon, who who has all the confidence in the world going up against charles leno and y'all know how i feel about charles leno like that that boy can't wait to line up against charles <laughs> so so i think that there's going to be some some there's going to have to be some ways that eric b enemy dresses up this protection for him what i liked against atlanta um he used a lot of the enemy did use a lot of chip protection chip help excuse me um, six man blocking services with an extra offensive lineman. Trent Scott saw it a lot of time. Um, and then sometimes you have seven man protections keeping your running back in too. So you're gonna have to use your best route runners and your and your your more efficient route runners um this upcoming Sunday if you do see a lot of man coverage in those single high looks from the New York Giants. Um, and then you're gonna have to add Sam Howe at that point to protect the football, make the right reads. And be very quick with the football in terms of getting getting the ball out on time. Yeah, I mean, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be intriguing for sure. Uh, how Sam Howe handles Wink Martindale's looks, uh, I think that they will be aggressively coming after him uh, as far as blitzing. Uh, that could force him to get the ball out quicker this week, just knowing and anticipating the blitz to be coming either straight up the middle or corner blitz. It's, it's going to come in so many different variations uh, that it will be interesting to see how Sam handles that because uh, it could either be Sam taking advantage of the fact that there's blitzing and hitting his guys in stride and making big, big, big plays, or he could be taking – a lot of sacks or having turnovers being forced. Well, I, I think to add, um, and Ben's you, you gotta, I'm a, when we get to defense, I'm gonna bring, bring your point up. Um, there's, there's several different avenues as you can look like magic. You say there's no way that we should talk up the giants. Um, 
you're not you're not wrong but like they're i think the perception of like what's the perception of washington like what what is your perception of washington in relation to new york like are they drastically better than washington i mean are they drastically better than new york i i would love to know where you at like how how much better are they than than the giants um but secondly i specifically mentioned dexter lawrence and um Leonard Williams, because while I thought that the Philadelphia Eagles was going to be a good test for that interior offensive line, because at that point they haven't been testing yet, really, uh, this adds on to it. It's not that these guys are better than whatever the, the Eagles have. I think that they're up there in terms of like some of the better interior pass rushers and, and even just interior defensive linemen that you'll face this season. And if you're not getting what you need out of like, think about it last year. Now they don't have <laughs> uh what's his name, man? Um Trey Turner. Uh they don't have Norwell. Um, who was our center? Uh we had so many centers last year, right? Um, they don't have those guys starting this year. But Leonard and and Dexter Lawrence in particular had his weight in the interior and wreaked havoc on this offensive line and, and created several pressures. And, and really change the, the flow of a game at, at, on occasion. And I think that's where you got to take into account um, like the, the situation that Washington is going up against, right? Um, I think that the offensive line has been solid, but that's also another avenue where you look at maybe even running the football, right? As, as G mentioned, um, I think even running the football uh, is something where it's like, can you, get, can you get that push up front that you need, right? To, to really even establish something on the ground game. I don't think that Washington has really been successful in terms of uh, like from start to finish establishing a ground game um, and not necessarily needed that you need to be coming off with like 50 yards every quarter. But if you don't have a way to, to have them respect or be honest in terms of the run and pass, like you're going to be in, you're going to be in trouble. And I think a guy like Dexter Lawrence, um, who I think is underrated as a pass rusher as well. He's not the he's not an elite interior pass rusher. Don't get me wrong. But he's a powerful dude, just as much as Leonard Williams. And those those are the people that can really change the game defensively. So for Washington, I think those block those protection schemes, uh, having multiple people in to even protect the interior is going to be important. Um, in addition to, to the Sam Howe instance, you got to find a way to help your offensive line out. And I think you can get that from your, your tight ends. Uh, you can get that from your running backs um, and even your slide protections in terms of getting them away from the quarterback and getting them away from the pocket. Yeah, I mean, um, it's going to be an intriguing matchup for the guards and the center um, because, like you said, Dexter Lawrence is no slouch, neither is Leonard Williams. Uh, so people can easily say run the ball. <laughs> but, I mean, you're going up against a, 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 a strong front in Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, you know, so it's not as easy to just say run the ball. I don't know exactly everybody that the Giants have played along the way. Um, so, I mean, D Dallas, Niners, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo, um, Cardinals, they all racked up, to be clear and transparent, they all racked up over 100 yards. So, like, yeah, I don't Russia, know what's right? been going on, but, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, a good collection of the teams that you named, are heavily known for running and being successful in that front. 
like Cowboys' new approach with Mike McCarthy. They want to run the ball. They want to establish the run. Yeah. You go against Miami, they got – they them and the 49ers have the best rushing attack in the NFL. Uh, you know, Cardinals not so much, but they're not really putting too much on Joshua Dobbs to, to, to necessarily handle. So they're getting involved in the run game. I just think that, uh, you know – it's one of it's one of those matchups in anyone in your division where you got to throw all the statistics, the rankings, all of that out the window. Because if you want to give Washington kudos for how they played against Philly, then you got to give New York Giants kudos for how they played Buffalo Bills, who spanked the Commanders a couple of weeks ago. You know what I mean? I had a so, chance to win at the one yard line. Yeah, yes, Buffalo. It's like if you say. Giants are they, they shouldn't be talked up, they don't have a good offense, quarterback play, whatever. It's like they still they still pretty much held they held Josh Allen to one touchdown, right? And that was the only touchdown of the game. How how do we not give them credit for what they did against the Buffalo Bills, who we we deem to be a premier team? And when that same Buffalo Bills team went against Washington Commanders a couple weeks ago, it was what 30 something to three? 37 to three, man. 37 to three. So it's like you just gotta throw all those things out the window and and just see how it goes Sunday. I mean, uh, of course, like we're here to provide a a game preview. um, but you know, we're just breaking down the elements of the keys to win and things that they need to watch for uh in order to win. And you know, one of those main things, especially on the defensive side for the Giants that they have is Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, who are top tier players in this league um, when it comes to D-line talk. Uh, one more aspect of the rank, oh, excuse me, uh, offense before we get to the commander's defense for me. Um, second thing, actually, well, first part, uh, when is the new film session? What's going on? Appreciate you checking in, boss. Um, right now, there's a Quan Martin film session. That's that's like seven minutes. Um, you know, he only played seven snaps. So uh, there is one up now. I, I published that yesterday, I think. Um, and then we'll have – I'm off on Monday, transparency. You know, I got a full-time job here. But I'm off Monday, so I'll probably be able to knock out two film sessions next week. Um, but, yeah, Quan Martin's up for this week. And then we'll be back with a couple next week. Um, all right. So – who is this? Eric Bieniemy mentioned in his press conference today. Um, I listened to it earlier, but I don't have the full quotes. I'm in front of me, but he mentioned something about the the commanders receivers facing man coverage. Um, and I remember this because I think this is the element that people have to remember. Um, now he went into detail to an extent, but um, I'll save everybody the trouble. Quote unquote from this is JP Finley's Twitter. Um, you have to have a plan against man coverage. You got the win at the line of scrimmage on top of that. Now you got the win at the second level. Um, some things that he left out, JP did. You have to know the coverage that you're going up against. You have to know the, excuse me, when I say coverage, I mean like technique, like how are they playing you in man coverage? Um, you have to know all of the elements that you're going up against somebody uh, with these receivers. And I don't like, I would ask you now, this is maybe a too, too technical of a question. Um, but but it will it will make me wonder like how much of like the enemy's rules in a on a play based on coverage like 
how much is really slowing the receivers down, if at all, right? Um, in terms of the timing with the quarterback, uh, but also like that conversation so much about man coverage, um, it's it's so detailed because um depending on like the type of route that you take in terms of like your release whether you're releasing inside or outside depending on how they're playing you inside leverage outside leverage um off a little bit maybe squatting a little bit i don't know um maybe that can get in the way of how uh like the the time it can be disrupted from quarterback to receiver i I don't know but for for the enemy uh putting putting a spotlight on it um, I think that it's important for people to know, like it's it's several layers against a team in particular, the New York Giants, who who I think will end up playing man coverage against these guys um pretty often. Um, I, I think that this is going to be a, an important element to the offense being successful downfield on the second level and the third level. Um, and even the first level to an extent, like who's gonna be able to win quickly? I don't know. But but what do you think about uh this this whole thing with the the receivers being able to separate? Um, if you want to get into detail with the man coverage thing, you can, but um, do you think it's overblown or do you think this is something where like a person like Jahan Dotson is being a, a, a byproduct of a lack of opportunities because of coverage or being able to get open or anything like that? Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's the challenges of, of having a new, a new offensive scheme in place and trying to learn the nuances of what the route tree ask of you uh also the options that you presented within certain play calls like you may have an option to to go inside or take it outside uh then you also got to play in sync with what everyone else is supposed to be doing their responsibilities within the route tree um i think it's just it's just natural growing pains of a new offensive scheme um and you also have a quarterback that is learning those same nuances of an offense. So they they don't even really have the expertise that, you know, you could probably utilize during the week. The only guy. Yeah, like uh, really, Mahomes or uh, yeah, that only, backup dude. Yeah, the only guy that is familiar with it is Pringle, but it's not like Pringle succeeded so much knowing <laughs> those details in and out for himself why he had his tenureship in Kansas City under Reed and, and the enemy. And whoever else is a part of the offensive crew, um, yeah, I think it's just an adjustment period, and it's so early in the season. I think that they'll grasp it. Um, I really haven't seen too much issues per se on on my end from what I've watched. Uh, of course, I don't do like an extensive deep dive or or, or review or sessions. Um, but maybe there's some things that they see that that we don't know of. Um, I, I definitely have seen guys open <laughs> in opportunities. It's just everyone is adapting. You know, everyone is trying to learn their releases. They're trying to learn their their routes that they're supposed to be running, how it should be ran, uh, how to sell it in different ways. I, I think that you know this is brand new for Terry uh, with Jahan. It being his sophomore year, he's learning on the fly. Uh, Curtis Samuel, he's making the best of his opportunities, and it seems like he's grasping it faster than maybe a Jahan Dotson is. So that's why he's getting more looks. He's getting uh, more red zone touches and more uh, early early attempts in games because of the fact that he's 
either running the option correctly and, and, and getting in the vision of how wherever he's looking on said play and he's getting he's getting fed the ball in those cases. Uh, but I mean, before this before this weekend, Jahan, if I'm not mistaken, based on your stats, uh, Maul, Jahan was leading the team in targets. So it's not like he hasn't been um, someone that they've been trying to get the ball to. Behind Terry. You hear me? Oh no, I was saying tied tied second behind behind Terry. Him and him and Curtis okay. are tied at second. Yeah, it's just it's one of those systems where they don't necessarily feature a guy. So every week it could change on who will be featured. I think that you will see Terry and Jahan both featured uh, heavily on Sunday. I think that they will try to get the quick game started to slow down the blitz from Wink Martindale. I don't think that the run game will be as a primary focus. I think it would be more so let's utilize the, the short game, the screen game, uh, to to help slow down uh, this pass rush that we anticipate to, to see on Sunday. Um, so G's and, and I, I checked. Jay just checked in. Um, I, that's that's an interesting nugget if he did say that because I I didn't hear it. Um, not that I don't believe you, but it's an interesting nugget because I think if there's one thing that I can get on the enemy, I mean I said the enemy, Jahan Dotson. Uh, is like his physicality during like his stem during his route phase, right? Um, that's some. I'm not saying he's getting bullied. Like I've I've seen him get bullied before, and it ain't it ain't as bad as what happened to him against Ohio State a couple times in college. But uh, like I think that's kind of the one thing that I think for him in particular can be the case. Um, he has to get a little bit more physical through his route stem, um, so he can he can stay in the progression. Um, Dre just checked in. Uh, we're about to get ready to the defensive side of the football, uh, but I want to I want to get you your your overall. We were just making observations on offense. Um, if you want to just tap into your keys because we we didn't really give like our our main keys, just just breaking down things. Um, what's your thoughts on hey, the commander? Go ahead. If I could just say something right before Dre starts, because I I didn't hear Eb's uh, presser, but if he's saying that they need to be tougher in their routes. It is. It may not be something within them. Like you got smaller guys as wide receivers as your primary guys. Like you don't have a guy over six feet tall. <laughs> like these. Oh yeah, are, nah, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, nah, he's talking about the hand, the hand usage. Violent, violent um, hand. Yeah, they yeah, don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't have that. They're, those. I mean, they're not those type of guys. Uh, maybe that's why they keep trying to work out these bigger wide receivers or something lately. Um, but they're just not that type of guy. So. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to chime in actually and say, I mean, that's something I think that EB can kind of adjust to his players. Because right now, and if you kind of look at it, even what you're saying, AJ, it's almost like everyone has to adjust to the system and the system that he has to run. I haven't really seen him kind of conform his system or bend it a little bit to the strengths of what we already have in the team. Like, I mean, one of the things I think uh Jahan could benefit from is the quick game some of those bubble screens you know just get the ball in his hands make him feel comfortable because you know a lot of times he's getting targets I mean even though he's second on the team at targets um with uh Curtis as Maul said he's not really getting going early in games so to speak like like even at uh pass he dropped the uh, against the Falcons 
that was his first target and that was in the second quarter. So it's kind of like you're not getting these guys involved early on. You want to get your playmakers engaged in the game. Even Curtis Samuel, even though Curtis Samuel's having a pretty good season, I think, I think you can get him the ball in some of his good spots. I don't. I haven't really seen him get the ball in open space uh, too much early on. A lot of his catches are kind of contested. I mean, he's bringing him down. I mean, he's he's getting some uh, good looks, but I want to see him get his spots. I want to see him get out in open space uh, more. I want to see EB kind of adjust and use his playmakers more. You know, um, and I guess it's you know my little last little touch in the offense that they can do going forward. Maybe get the uh, a little bit more run pass ratio. I mean, not saying you know you have to bump it up, bump it up, but we've been talking about this. Get the run runners involved. I mean, I was looking at the stats uh, from last year when we were kind of rolling and on a good little stretch. Brian Robinson was getting like 18 to 21 carries a game, and he was getting 80, 90, 100 yards in those games, and they were winning those games. I know that's not really the style they want to run, but at least get him more active and involved because, as we can see, he could be violent. <laughs> like, the dude goes out there, he seeks contact. He's one of those guys you want to get going. So, I mean, I think that's one of the things you have to do in this Giants game because one of the things the Giants is going to do, they're going to come after uh, Sam Howell. I mean, everyone is. <laughs> the Falcons were, what, they had five sacks all season and then they get five sacks against us. So, you know, the Giants have to be kind of licking their chops to kind of get after Sam Howell. So maybe get the quick game, the running game going a little bit this week. First off, to add to that, that's a very important nugget, Dre. The Giants have five sacks on the season. Kayvon has four of those. Kayvon Thibodeau. The Giants, excuse me, reverse. Sam Howell has been sacked every single game this season and he has been sacked no less than four times in every game that is insane not only is that insane a trend can kind of give you a predictor of what the hell is about to happen against the giants and that's another reason aj why i initially mentioned that for a team who's suffering as much as the giants are offensively with their injuries um I think that their defense is really going to emphasize like uh, a point of, of going for the football, whether it's like aggressive from the back end in terms of your coverage and, and jumping on something, if they see it, or uh, when you get towards the quarterback, can I get this football out? Um, and that doesn't mean be, they'll be successful. It's I think it'll be a concerted effort of actually trying to make a play and help your your team out because you're going to find ways to get to the quarterback. It's just inevitable. Like it's going to happen. Oh, and yeah, and we, Maul, to that point, I was just one, right one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say really quickly to add to that point, Maul. You know, with Kayvon Thibodeau having four there, five sacks this season. Some of their guys are due. I mean, uh, Lawrence is a beast. Leonard Williams, you know, he can get after it. So you got to kind of w- watch those guys. I mean, they they can have their breakout game this week. Yeah, man. Um, all right, where we are, G says, seems like the best teams are more balanced. Eagles, Niners, Lions, best balanced teams. Um, let's go ahead to Ben's. Ben's mentioned his keys to the game defensively. Stop the run, and please don't let Tyrod look like the greatest quarterback on earth against our secondary. Um, we do have a knack for letting Giants quarterbacks, particularly Daniel Jones, uh, take over against us. Um, but I'm going to swing it back to Dre for the defense since he just got in, man. You got, you got dual speaking duties, brother. Um, what's your uh, what's what's some things that stand out to you in terms of the Washington Commanders' defense versus the New York Giants' offense? I mean, obviously, you're looking at the Giants. They had a lot of injuries this week. I mean, especially amongst the offensive line, and even without the injuries, their offensive line hasn't been good this season at all. I mean, from 
even their top pick, Evan Neal, he hasn't really looked that good this season. So that's when you kind of look at that Washington defensive line. This is a game where you hate to see those guys come in and they get beat, you know, consistently getting beat. I think, the matter of fact, that kind of happened against Chicago. Chicago doesn't have the best offensive line. I mean, not to say that we was getting bullied up front, but I thought we should have won a lot more of those matchups uh, in the Chicago game. So here you have another opportunity against the Giants. A lot of injuries again. Uh, they're decimated on that offensive line. Go out there and win the majority of those battles. I mean, you have to take this game over. This is where this game has to be won with those guys. Um, for the rest of the defense, I'm loving how Jamin Davis has been playing, man. I mean, I, he's finally starting to look like that guy that we hoped we were getting when we drafted him uh, at the linebacker spot. Um, continue letting him, you know, do his thing, go out there and attack. Hopefully he can build on what he's done. And hopefully his counterpart, Cody Barton, <laughs> can come up with a second solid game. I mean, he had a pretty solid game last week, so we're going to need to see him go out there again. And we'll see what we get out of the secondary, man. Um, Kendall Fuller, I don't know if he's playing this week. I know he's been listed on the injury report. He, did, he, said, he stated he was going to play. Oh, okay, okay. Well, who knows if we can get to see our guy Forbes uh, get a shot back in. But, I mean, the Giants wide receivers, they don't really have, you know, a plethora of playmakers. I mean, that's one of the things when you look at their roster that kind of stands out. So this should be a game where you should be able to force some turnovers, man. Uh, some of those guys at the secondary, you know, we had three interceptions last week. Go out there, force more turnovers this week. That's why I thought this would be a good game if they want to ease uh, Emmanuel Forbes back in uh, to see where he's at. This would be the perfect time to get him back out there. But, again, this game is going to have to be won in the trenches. Or the, the, the defensive line has to win these battles against a decimated Giants offensive line. AJ, you got the flow. Yeah, I mean, um, I think – a lot of people are, are praising Cody Barton and, and Jamin Davis for their play Sunday against the Falcons. I think it could, could go it could go completely opposite <laughs> this week. Um, I think Saquon will be involved in the game much more than he was against Buffalo this second week coming back from his injury. He'll be involved in the passing game, but the main guy um, is Darren Waller. In the passing game, I just don't see how Washington plans to slow them down with their linebackers. Um, and even if you you bring down your safety cam curl to, to go against Darren Waller, that's not a favorable matchup. So that will be intriguing to see how, how they play that because if they continue to go with how they, they had the personnel last week, that means Ben St. Juice will be outside at corner and Danny Johnson will be at the slot. and uh, Fuller will be outside. So now what happens when <laughs> when the Giants line up Darren Waller in the slot? Who 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 is who is covering him there? Like that's where I'll be intrigued and I'll be watching for uh Sunday is just to see who lines up regularly uh against Darren Waller uh in in the slot when he's there and how the linebackers plan on defending and if they can stop Darren Waller. Um you know, in the passing game, because he'll be the main target within the Giants passing game. I think they will take a couple deep shots to Jalen Hyatt. Um, hopefully Washington is prepared to stop that. But as we know, they've been getting beat deep <laughs> uh, in the secondary. So um, in the Giants game versus the Bills, they took a couple shots deep downfield. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't successful, but that just shows you that they will – uh, take those attempts 
and and see if it'll it'll hit for them against Washington. Yeah, now nah, that's a really good point on Waller. Uh, Miss Perry agrees. I agree. Um, I think Waller is a a person. Uh, you know, Brad. You know, it's crazy. I ain't know, and maybe I forgot. I did not know that he was born in Landover. Oh, he from the over? Is he from Kentland? Hey, man, he may be, Yeah, I had, I had no, I, or maybe I just forgot. I don't know. Maybe I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah, his, uh, his, his, his mom and dad, they still live in Maryland. Oh, yeah, that's what's up, man. I, yeah, I knew, because I knew about time. Baltimore, so I know he was geeking. Like, it was a big deal for him to be in Baltimore. Um, they big time Washington fans, too. Yeah, I'm about to say shout out to shout out to Darren Wallace, folks, bro. <laughs> shout out to Darren Wallace. Um, but look though, like the big deal with with um with Darren for me, um, six six can still move well, man. And, and I think for for what is worth though, he didn't have like, his last two games have been his best games in the sense of like his activity, in my opinion. Um, sure, like even when you look at the Arizona game. Um, he had, I mean, when you score 28 points or excuse me, 31 points, you're going to be involved. Like those last two in a, in a midst of an offense who was struggling to even produce anything, like they're finding ways to get him to football and this commander's defense. Like we got to remind ourselves, like right now, this defense isn't necessarily something to, to, to brag about. And, um, I do think, honestly, I don't ever know if I even stated it on Tuesday, but I thought that they had a solid game against the Falcons. Um, when you have like 90 snaps. Um, and you almost ninety, but you you give up four hundred yards. I, I know it's not like that's a good that's a good yards per uh what yards per yards per play average. Like it is what it is. But at the same time, like the intensity and how they played was was good. But against the Giants, um, I think there's only a certain amount of people that you really have to focus on, and if you let them beat you, um, that's a problem. I'm not gonna uh. Focus on like Dre mentioned the, the offensive line and in, in the trenches up front. I agree with that, so I don't have to reiterate it. Um, I, I think if you can't get home and, and really stifle that 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 uh, quarterback and that pass that that whole offensive line, like run game and pass game, then you got a problem. But even still, from the back end, like how does how does uh, Dayball kind of game plan and find a way to utilize Darren Waller when you have a person like who's going to be able to keep up? Who's who's going to be able to from a size standpoint, match up with Darren physically. Like he's a person who can he can move well, but he's also strong as shit. So like how do you when you when he's at the top of his route, like who's sticking with him? Who's who's on his hip? Um and I'm not saying he's a beast to the point that nobody can really check him, but it's like how do how does Washington end up playing that matchup? So I think Darren Waller is a, is a really good one. Um okay. Uh where are we at? Said Benjamin St. Juice and Curl will have a, a Waller assignment. I also think that the I think Ben is probably one of your, your better options along with Curl. Um I, I like what Washington does right now. They utilize uh Jamin Davis when he, he's mainly used on running backs when they're split out wide. So I think unfortunately he'll have the Saquon Barkley uh assignment. Like that's just, it is what it is. That's that's just where they put him. Same thing when he had Bijan um, when he split out wide um, or coming out of the backfield or, or something like that. So uh, to your point, geez, I think Ben and, and Curl will probably have the best the best opportunity to match up against Waller. Um, Percy can't do it. He he's too young and he's smaller. But and then, who's the other dude? Quan Martin. Quan Martin lined up. 
he had like two or three opportunities against a lot. He had one in particular opportunity against Bijan, but that was out of the backfield. So what about Kyle like, Pitts? Was he lined up against him ever? Who um Quan? Uh, yeah, Quan. No, nah, he wasn't lined up against Kyle. Um but he, wasn't, then, he wasn't lined up against Kyle. But okay, I'm trying to remember on the touchdown play that Kyle Pitts scored, was he ISO? Um, I actually have the play, and it's crazy because let's let's show it. It's crazy because um uh, first off, let me help you out. Sync, let's let's do the is it's just a regular Cinco, bro. C I N C O, brother. Cinco. I don't know what next word. Cinco de Mayo. But let me show because this is actually a good. A good. Where is it? At? Piss TV. All right. So this is actually interesting. So they had um, this is like a quarters coverage in the the end zone, and um, you'll see obviously Kyle Pitts up top with I think that's Danny Johnson uh, about to press him. And that's kind of what you see. I'm sorry, not not Danny Johnson. I think that was Ben. And then Danny Johnson is shaded inside to him. So, so he's like, you got it. Yeah, so I was going to say, if you're the Giants, if if you know that – if you if you know that uh, Ben St. Juice is going to be playing outside and not the slot, that means if you put him in the slot – if you put Waller in the slot, you're going to get a favorable matchup just off the strength of it being – uh, a safety in Cam Curl and the height difference, the length difference versus where in this play that we're, we're going back and forth on Atlanta intentionally put Kyle Pitts on the outside, which is where Ben St. Juice played now that they aren't playing Emmanuel Forbes. So the matchup for them is going to be having Waller in the slot more than anything, because that a force that a force Watson to play their linebackers on him or Cam Curl. Yeah, um, an, athletic, an athletic corner in a Ben St. Juice, or even on the other outside, uh, a Kendall Fuller. You're you're not wrong. Hey, he's funny, Cinco's. <laughs> um, but listen, though, um, I don't think you're wrong, but I think it, it comes down to how they want to use Ben. Um, like, are they gonna are they gonna emphasize like in red zone? This is where we want you. Um, or like, I, I mean, maybe situational, that's kind of how like they do it in their meetings. I would imagine like they'll, they'll have that down to a T right. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is not saying that you're wrong, but more so like, how do they, how do they plan their counter on top of their counter on top of their counter? And that's kind of where I'm like trying to brainstorm that. Yeah, uh, I mean, yes, it, it was a great I, throw from Ritter. I and, think we both got this day, I don't know what the hell Danny Johnson played. I think he got lost in the backfield. Um, whether they're bracketing or he's supposed to be over top, he was never supposed to be that shallow. Yeah, see, the mean. other issue is the Giants have Isaiah Hodges, who's 6'4, 6'5 at wide receiver. Uh, Darius Slayton. How much burn is he getting this year? Hodges. Huh? How much burn is, is Hodges getting this year? He hasn't been really in the top rotation for them, other wide receivers. Okay. I mean, I but thought, then I it's start, it's I he been starting alongside uh Slayton, and then yeah, I'm looking rotating. at it now. He got six starts. He got six Robinson, starts. Yeah, they've been ro- rotating uh Wendell Robinson and Jalen Hyde here and there. So that I think Wondell plays a slot though. Uh, Wondell yeah, he plays the slot. Yeah, he plays a lot of slots. So that's where it gets intriguing for me because it's like now if the two wide receivers 
on the outside are going to be the 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guys, Danny's short. Like, <laughs> like I don't well, even you, mean you, you, <laughs> you also forgetting about uh, Darius Slayton. Slayton is one of their big-time wide receivers. I mean, yeah, you know, he's 6'4". Yeah, I'm a Second little bit more about they gonna, they gonna yeah. get So, yeah, it'll be intriguing to see how they play. I feel like I feel like Emmanuel Forbes got to get some damn snaps defensively this week. No, bro. they got to play him. They got to play if him. They, if they don't, then, yeah, it's cold red. <laughs> being, that, being that they playing us, somebody about to pop off. Uh, I, I That's what I'm saying. I don't – so I, I predicted 21-14 earlier today. Um, matter of fact, let's go ahead and give our keys to the game, like our actual specific keys. Um, we saw some of y'all. If you all want to in the chat, you haven't get, given yours and you want to do so, let us know what you feel like on offense or defense. We know that. Um, where let me scroll up. Ben's mentioned stop the run and please don't let Tyrod look like the greatest quarterback on earth against us. Um, let me scroll up a little bit more. I think we saw no, where is it at? Um, where's the run? Who said that? Oh, G's outside said, um, need to run the ball, plain and simple. Can't be at 68 32 pass run ratio. Giants run rush defense worse in the league. Um, for me, man, I got a couple things. First off, we need to be more efficient on second down, first and second down in particular, but but mainly second down. Um, like I, if you all remember, one of my main concerns earlier in that game against Atlanta was like how they they had a really good drive in that first that first half. Excuse me, that first opening drive, but when you get down or get behind the sticks on multiple occasions on second down first and second down um you can't convert like washington is surprisingly good on third and long like this year i don't know if you all had peeped that but like they're really good on third down and long um i don't have a statistic in front of me but it's an, it's, it's something that i notated but you can't you can't find yourself like that's not winning football that's not a formula for for sustaining drives um so my main thing is being better on first and second down whether it's finding an effective run uh 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 um, uh, a run scheme. I don't know if they're going to do any counter or excuse me, power or or gap runs or or zone runs. I don't know what their plan is against the the Buff. I mean, excuse me, New York Giants are kind of nuanced in terms of how they approach the run game. Eric B. Enemy is, um, but you have to be a little bit more efficient on first and second down. Um, that includes from a play call standpoint, but also from a quarterback standpoint. If they do pass it, uh, you have to be much more aware of your situations. Um, for your quarterback but then overall just execute that's that kind of comes down to to your to first and second downs as well um giving up blocks and, and losing pretty quickly at the line of scrimmage is not a, a formula for <laughs> i mean now sometimes you can't help it if the person in front of you is better but like at the end of the day like if your technique is on point um and then you trust your technique and, and you're you're aware of the call then that's what you need to be seeing every single snap um at, at on, on each drive uh, my second thing Every week, what I say, man, feed Brian Robinson. I don't care how you do it, just do it. Get that man a goddamn ball, bro. Um, he needs at least, in my opinion, he needs anywhere between eight to to, to sixteen touches a game in, in the enemy's offense. And eight is a eight is a disgrace. So he needs to be on the higher end. Um, but but any matter of fact, let me bump it. He needs anywhere between ten to twenty touches a game, just flat out ten to twenty touches a game. Feed Brian Robinson. I don't care how you do it, whether it's pass game, run game, um, screen game, uh, uh, draws. I don't. I don't care. Get him the football. Um, and then second, in my third game, my third key, excuse me, is that defensive line, man. Um, 
I need at least every single starter on that defensive line to end this game with a sack. And we're going to go from there. But if everybody on that defensive line that's starting gets a sack, we're talking about probably a team who dominated the trenches up front and had a, and had a, and it made the Giants have a really long day. So for me, that's it. Uh, efficient first and second downs, be smarter, play more efficient um, from a, a call and execution standpoint. Uh, feed B Rob. That's going to always be a key until it, until it happens consistently. So that's always going to be one. And then third, I need everybody on that defensive line to end the, end the game with a sack. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, for, <laughs> for me, get the ball out of Sam Howell's hands as quick as possible. Um, and for me, I wouldn't necessarily say I want them to focus on getting the running game started and, and giving the ball to Brian Robinson. Uh, I feel like I would want to see. Are we, more. are we arguing? Are we arguing my, my key, bro? What's up, bro? What you, what you, what you trying to do with me, Rob? What's, what's the point, AJ? What we doing here? Yeah, man. You I'm, had I'm to, you to, had to let the people know that you don't like Brian Robinson. Like, no, what's I'm, up, I'm, I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to stay away from the run game altogether. <laughs> First like, of all, that's why you come on, man. Let me just let, hater, me, let me get let me get my run game started a different way, which is the screen game, jet sweeps, utilizing Curtis Martin. I mean Curtis uh Samuel. I'm tripping. Curtis uh, Martin is I a running back, by the way. I had seen I had seen Martin in the oh, comments book or whatever, but utilizing Curtis Samuel, even getting Jahan and Terry some looks in the Jets in the Jet Sweep game. Don't let it just be about uh Curtis Samuel let those guys get the ball get some touches get get uh the ability to create on the fly um that's what I think is the main key for them offensively is being productive within that screen game I think it'll allow for them to also get some shots downfield later on um the tight end play I don't know for me the tight end play kind of seemed non-existent uh, I would like to see a more athletic tight end there. Cole Turner, hopefully, get some more snaps. Um, but that man production been going down by the week. Yeah, but I think for me, I just want to see Sam Howell get the ball out of his hands as soon as possible. Uh, I, I want to see how Nick Gates holds up against a Dexter Lawrence. Um, I mean, we just focus on off. Oh, you said defense too. Defensively, yeah, what three keys, whatever. It, it's okay, whatever yeah. Defensively, I just want to see them fly down downhill and play fast. Uh, I know damn sure they they all four ain't getting no sacks, so I ain't even about to put that in the atmosphere. But I think this is a game where you see your your top tier players like a Deron Payne in the interior make their their stance known. You feel me? I think this is a game where um, Deron Payne can stamp himself as an All Pro, not a pro bowler, whatever, an all pro in this league by being disruptive. Uh, they're going to be going against Giants third, third man on the offensive line. You feel me? Like that, that offensive line is dismantled. So you're not just going against a backup. You're going against the third, fourth man. So <laughs> if, if you can't necessarily be impactful in this game, then we got some problems. Um, Chase Young is kind of rushing from two points, two point stance a lot. So that should help him in opportunities to bat down some passes. Maybe we see a, a tip ball in the air and somebody gets it in and, and, and is able to return it for six. But I want to see them create some turnovers, man. I want to see them not be scared, not play hesitant. 
I think with Daniel Jones possibly not being the starter, uh, possibly not being the starter, that uh, it will allow them to be more aggressive in their approach as far as rushing and not having to necessarily try to play discipline within uh, the lanes and and worry about the option. Even though if Tyrod starts, he can he can move. I think over the past couple of seasons, Jack Del Rio has been so threatened by uh, Daniel Jones running that those guys have overcompensated uh, for what they're supposed to do. Um, but overall, I think the keys to success for Washington is put some damn points on the board and, and create turnovers, as we've seen uh, Sunday. Oh, what's the so what's the what's the so I I'm just I was I so the, so the, so the yeah, keys to the, the game bro? for me. The keys for the game for me is to get get the ball moving with the short game, like get the ball out of Sam House hands quick. Secondly, stop the run and have your interior linemen be impactful in this game. So primarily I would say Deron Payne. And then three is to force turnovers. Like those are my my keys to, to victory for Washington on Sunday. Okay. Trey, where you at, boss? Hey, man, similar to y'all, man, uh, obviously my first one uh, starting on the offensive side, get the playmakers going early, man. I talked about that earlier, but we need guys like Dotson involved early. I know some people like to kind of, you know, put people to the back burner if they drop in passes. But, no, we need those guys because they're all we have going in the, into the season uh, right now for the rest of the season. You need to get guys like Jahan Dotson going. Like I say, even though Curtis Samuel, I believe he's having a good game, get him the ball early on in space. And Terry goes without saying. I mean, Terry had a good game last week, but I still think Terry hasn't had that really big game, you know, so far this season. So you want to get these guys going, get them that confidence because, you know, we want to see this offense continue to grow and build, you know, especially give Sam Howe the confidence. I know Sam had mentioned uh, getting the ball to Jahan Dotson more this week. He wants to get him the ball. Help. I mean, you know, get him the ball, man. Get get that guy's confidence up because you need him going forward. And uh, obviously, I think that'll help against the Giants. I mean, the Giants are an aggressive team on defense, but still, get them, get those guys the ball, and hopefully, you know, that gets you started off right. Stand on the offense, going with the quarterback position. Sam Howe, he has to get the ball out quicker, as we've been talking about. Um, he's on a record-shattering pace right now, sack-wise. Like, sack-wise is just, you know, someone told me yesterday – yeah, I'm fine with the sacks because I'd rather him do that than throw interceptions. But you shouldn't be fine with him setting an NFL record, not just setting it, but shattering an NFL record because that's what he's on pace to do. And we've already talked about the sack yardage loss. I mean, it kills drives in a sense. Like, we haven't scored touchdowns on a lot of those drives. Like, a lot of our touchdowns come when we're having an effective drive without taking those type of uh, sacks or, or those drive-killing sacks that Sam has been taking. So Sam has to protect himself. I mean, obviously, we want the offensive line to go out there and protect. I still don't think the offensive line is that good, obviously. But, you know, Sam is holding on to the ball too long. He has to help himself. You want to see him start this week to get that ball out. The Giants are coming, man. Like we talked about, man, those guys are due. Dexter Lawrence is due. Leonard Williams is due. So you don't want to let those guys get off, make quick decisions. Um, defensively, defensive line, of course. I mean, what I talked about earlier. I mean, you're going against a beat-up team. And even if they weren't beat up, 
that offensive line unit just hasn't been good for the Giants all season long. Um, no matter where you look at it in that offensive line, you can't point to one guy that has been having a good season. And then you're talking about bringing in the second and the third string guys to play against your hyped up Harada defensive line. I mean, honestly, that's probably the major key of the game because they should go out there and show, you know, why everyone talks about them, why everyone mentions every game that these are all first rounders on that line. This is the game for those guys to really show up and kind of set the tempo and the tone for this game. So I'm looking forward to those guys coming out there, you know, being the tone setters, getting everything going. And are we doing predictions too? Or go for it. Yeah. Uh I'll go ahead and get my prediction, man. Um, you just <laughs> note the future. What? <laughs> okay, AJ. Uh yeah. <laughs> I had to make sure I was like, hold on, what did I just what did I just come across? Let me let me put this on the screen for everybody. <laughs> Help AJ but, uh, out while you're looking for his future wife. That will help him. Man, what, what the hell does that have to do with Trevor Nye? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, I'm looking at that. I'm like, just trying to figure out, hey, bro, what's up, bro? Like, you ain't trying to fold no. Like, how you do How you do with your laundry right now, bro? But you know, bro, it's funny. I let, that you... I, let, I let the cleaning people do that. I don't do that. Nah, AJ said that shit on the show. Like, AJ thinking about this. Like, that shit is important. Bro. <laughs> That's what I'm so, saying. Yeah. Like, what's up, bro? <laughs> Let's oh, help AJ out, man. Oh, no, somebody, man. you know. <laughs> that should have stayed right in the bag. He must be looking at a pile of laundry right now. That's probably what it is. <laughs> nah. man, I need I need a way to know how to fold these goddamn clothes. I, I, I actually said that tweet like so much earlier today. I guess it just populated through. I don't know. Ah, okay. All right, man. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> predict prediction-wise, man, um, <laughs> it's funny because like before the season, you know, obviously when we played the Cardinals, my whole thing was, oh, we should go out there and dominate those guys. <laughs> this feels like one of those games, the Giants game, like, oh, man, you need to go out there and beat them. But I'm done with that. I am done saying we should go out there and definitely beat guys because we're just not that team. We just never shown we're that team under Ron Rivera where we should just be kind of penciling in wins and saying we better go out there and win. Just go out there, play hard, get the win by any means necessary. And I do think we will pull the win out this week, but I don't think it's going to be a dominating win. I'm going 2017 Commanders. Hey, Magic, man, for a dude. That's crazy, Magic, man. man. Uh, Magic, for, for a dude who said they was it shouldn't be close for the, against the Giants, man, let me hear your score prediction. I, I need if you, if you got score predictions, put them in the chat. But I need to know what Magic got to say in particular. <laughs> that person who said it be close. I need to know. Um, I'll be quick with mine. Uh, 21 14, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, I, I do think that this is going to be a closer game than, than expected. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I also think that um, this is going to be one of those games where uh, it's a divisional. First off, I wouldn't be surprised if it's if the Giants find a way to win this. Um, but I, I go 21 14 because there's too much going on up front for the, for the Giants for uh, a defensive line in Washington who who really from start to finish this year hasn't taken over a game just yet. Um, and, and I kind of need to see that from start to finish against a, a team who can't really pass protect against none of these guys in theory. So 21, 14 Washington, good guys. Uh, I'll get my MVP too. I'm going to say, um, Ooh, give me chase. Young. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the final score will be 24, 17. Um, I think that I'll probably give my MVP to Deron Payne. Okay. Oh, 20, uh, 24-17 Washington? 
Oh, Monty man. is hilarious. <laughs> said last time I said the score prediction, we got our ass beat. So I'm gonna sit this one out. I respect it. 24-17, it could go either way. How about that? Okay. All right. No, it cannot go either way, AJ. You have to make a prediction. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you saved me. I'm glad you saved hey. me. Oh, man. I think Giants win. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, I'm like, damn if I do, damn if I don't, huh? No, nah, 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 you, you got to pick a side, I, man. I, was gotta, I, just, I just got done saying that, that it can go either way. So I, I get it. I respect it, bro. Um, 24-17, New York. Um, 21-14, me. Uh, or excuse me, Washington for me. And then Dre had uh, you had. 20-17. Boom, there it is. All right, Miami hey, Monty. John Allen. <laughs> John it. Allen. Hey, he's. <laughs> PC said, man, go fold that laundry, picking the Giants and shit. Um, yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Hey, let's you know, I promise we're doing calls on Sunday. So if you listen to this and if you you, you mess with the, the post games, uh, we're gonna do call ins, man. We'll 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 figure out the structure, but I'm 100 percent I'm off two weeks, supposed to be doing that, right? So I, we're gonna do it this week for sure. Um, he said 2710 commanders, magic responded. There we go. All right, we locked in, magic. We're gonna see what's up on Sunday. That's gonna wrap it up for us though. Uh, appreciate everybody tuned in live. All that good stuff. Dre, AJ, y'all boys be safe. We're going to lock back in on uh, Sunday, man. We out here. Peace. Damn, set, huh. Watch him throw the ball. We're going to pick it off. You're going to let him hit the hole or you're going to cut it off. You're going to play through fourth and long or you're going to punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us. Put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on. Keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap and Dive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.